Have you ever had a time in your life when suddenly everything seems to be going wrong? Chances are you're probably in the middle of a spiritual attack. Join me for today's podcast where we'll talk about these types of attacks. Hello and welcome to Folly's End Podcast. I'm Jessie Marquis and today we're going to be talking about spiritual attacks. So let's start with the basics. A spiritual attack is normally a series of events that come to make trouble in your life. I say a series of events because like the odd bad thing happening is probably just life or our own stupidity. Your car suddenly getting a flat tire is just life. Or suddenly running out of petrol is my own stupidity for ignoring the petrol light. On the flip side of that, having a series of events is likely to be an attack. So what do I mean by that? Well, if you suddenly got somebody who's accusing you of something or threatening you, and at the same time you have an illness suddenly hit your body, or things start to break, well, that could be a spiritual attack. Taking a moment to step back and ask, is this just life or is this something coming against me? Is time well spent? Someone once said to me that they didn't think Satan was that bothered about them anyway. Well, that's not what the Bible says. In John 10 verse 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Jesus talked a lot about the evil one, so don't be deceived into thinking that you don't matter because you do. Attacks come to get the word of God out of our lives. Mark 4 verse 17 says that tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake. Often attacks come when you're about to do something new. So a new business or a project or an outreach, or maybe you feel like God was telling you to work with someone and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. I've sometimes had people ask if the trouble that's in their life is God telling them not to do something or if it really is the enemy trying to get them off course. That's not a stupid question, but I don't believe that God makes trouble for us to get our attention because that's not biblical. In Matthew 7 verse 7, Jesus says, What man is there amongst you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And James 1 verse 4 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Psalm 18 verse 19 says, He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Zephaniah 3 verse 17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. There are so many verses that tell us how much God loves us. He doesn't cause trouble for us. So how do you know if it is God telling you something? Well, the Bible says that it's a voice that tells you where to go. In Isaiah 30 verse 21, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right or whenever you turn to the left. 1 Kings 19 verse 11 to 13 is God's revelation to Isaiah. 
he says this. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. God speaks to us. He doesn't blow up our washing machine or strike us with illness to get our attention. If you want to hear from him, you need to settle down and listen to his voice. The peace of God is our guidance. Have you ever made a decision and in your heart of hearts you knew it was wrong? I know that that quiet voice giving me guidance is God speaking to me and I'm learning to give it space and to listen to it, but it really does take practice. And it's this peace that is from God and it needs to be your guide. Colossians 3 verse 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Rule as to guide, to make a decision. So now we know the difference between God speaking and the enemy trying to get us off track. So how can we withstand an attack? Well, firstly, you need to recognize that even though it might be people who are shouting at you, it's coming from a spiritual position. 2 Corinthians 10 verses 4 to 6 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, that means flesh, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Our battle is not with flesh and blood, but spiritual. And once you know where it's coming from, then you can defend yourself. The Bible calls the word of God the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6 verse 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We need to know the word of God. It has to be our defense and our weapon. Don't be condemned. I'm not saying that you need to know it to quote it. And I certainly can't without a quick Google search. But knowing what you're looking for will help you defend yourself against all attacks. If you're dealing with illnesses, Search the Bible verses on illnesses or Google defense verses. The internet is brilliant for finding Bible verses. So many Christians start by asking God to save them. Oh God, step in and stop this attack. But that is not what God told us to do. That's religious teaching and it's not even biblical. God will never answer a prayer for something he told you to do yourself. Mark 11, 23 to 24 says... For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you will receive them and you will have them. Jesus told us to speak to the mountain and tell it to be removed. Not ask God to remove it for you. You need to speak to your own mountain. Luke 10, verse 19, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says this to them. And then he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy 
and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So there's two parts to this verse. Firstly, you have authority over the enemy. You tell him to back off. You stand in the authority that Jesus gave you. Authority over your life, your husband or your wife, because remember, you're one flesh, right? Over your kids, over your home, over your business. And if you're thinking right now, well, he was talking to his disciples and I'm not as good as them, you're wrong. When Jesus said this, he was still on the earth. You can only be saved after Jesus died. So his disciples weren't even saved when he said this. They were just men. They didn't even have the Holy Spirit in them yet. You're saved now. You have the Holy Spirit in you if you've asked for it. You have something better than they did. You have the same power in you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Don't believe me? Romans 8 verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The second part to that verse, Jesus says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Don't focus on the spirits, but focus on your salvation is what that verse means. There's a phrase in the world that says, where attention goes, energy flows. Don't give them more energy than is needed. Take your authority, tell them to back off, but focus always on your salvation. Am I really sure that God gave us the authority? Absolutely. It happened right back at the beginning. Genesis 1, verse 26, God gave us the authority over the earth. Then God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I'm telling you now, these spirits are creeps. You have authority over them. We have the authority to rebuke the devil, but we don't use it. We sit putting up with rubbish in our lives, asking God to remove it for us. That is not what he told us to do. We need to use our voice and stop him in his tracks. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those that love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs verse 21. We need to speak it out. If someone was suddenly in your garden and was opening your tool shed and taking all your things out, you'd shout, hey, what are you doing? Stop. You wouldn't sit there praying that God would stop them. You would interfere. It's the same thing with trouble in our lives. If you have pain in your body, tell it to stop. You don't need to use any fancy words or long prayers. You just say, pain, stop, get off my body. What matters is that you take your authority to stop it. Jesus said in Matthew 10 verse 8, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely give. You have been given a gift through Jesus Christ. He died and he paid the price. Don't put up with the enemy running amok in your life. You don't need fancy words. You just need to believe God's word and speak to your mountain. Tell it to be removed Believe it in your heart and it will be done. So until we speak again, God bless. Be kind to each other.
and yourself. And don't forget, you can get more information at folliesandtrust.co.uk or follow us on Facebook, Follies and Trust.